At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday 3 Pacific 6 Eastern, well, it's Friday here on the show. we got a lot to get into here today as we head into this weekend here. Tonight, AW Rampage. Tonight, WWE SmackDown. We have lineups for both of these shows. Obviously, a lot of uh, wrestling on Rampage. The show's already been taped. If you want the spoilers, they're available all over the place. We won't give them here on this show. SmackDown has not been taped. And we have, uh, well, we have four... Four segments announced, and two of them are actually matches, which is uh, better than usual. When 50% of what is announced is wrestling matches, that's pretty good when it comes to WWE. Often we'll have 100% of these segments announced, none of which are wrestling, like this past Monday night. So we'll tell you about the lineups for both of these shows here. We have also got the Dynamite ratings from Wednesday. Of course, we had the show over a week ago with MJF and CM Punk which did under a million viewers, and uh, you know how that goes. Sky's fallen! Well, a week later, they're back up to uh, uh, 1.13 million viewers. We'll give you the breakdown of that show. We've also got updates on some signings, re-signings, etc. Folks still with companies. T.J. Wilson not gone from WWE. Tomatonga re-signed with New Japan. We have got uh, upcoming WWE pay-per-views to talk about. And more. Final segment of the show, we're going to be joined... Let me start over again. Final segment of the show, we're going to be joined by Rocky Romero. He's going to be joining us to talk uh, a match, actually. He's got tonight on Rampage. Also, New Japan, lots of New Japan touring news here in the U.S., New Japan Strong, and uh, plenty of other things as well. Rocky Romero here in the final segment of the show. So, that's the plan, everybody. If you want to text us, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here. Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. So it is uh, Friday. we got two shows to talk about here tonight. SmackDown tonight. 
has got Charlotte Flair versus Naomi for the women's title. This was set up last week. Naomi didn't buy it. Adam Pierce said, no, it's going to happen tonight. So one would presume that uh, Sonya will cost Naomi the match, and then uh, maybe they'll wrestle again in Saudi Arabia. Because, you know, a great way to start a feud is to do the match and have the babyface win clean in the middle of the ring, which is, in fact, how this whole uh, storyline began. We have an appearance by Goldberg. We have Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs appearing in the insane segment with Sami Zayn. And Aaliyah and Natty in a, quote, dungeon-style match. The match can only be won by pinfall. Pinfall? can only be won via pinfall or submission. So basically, it's no DQ. No count out. With a funny name. We got uh, tonight's AW. They should put in that old, uh, what was that old cage they had with, when Ken Shamrock, the Lion's Den cage Lions or whatever Den, that they yes. had? Yeah, they should do that. Why don't they do it in, they should have a setup. They should do an old setup like Stu's basement was. Remember when they were going back and forth over that? Who was going to get to use Stu's basement? And WWF ended up doing it with who? Who was it? Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock? They had a few guys that did that. They should just like get a get a really <laughs> crappy room and put some ratty yeah. old mats in there that are green yeah. or whatever. The... Also, we got the old backdrops for Raw Underground. We've got a rampage tonight. Rampage on TNT. No spoilers, as always. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Austin and Colton Gunn for the AW Tag Team titles. Britt Baker versus Robin Renegade. Hook versus Blake Lee. And the Young Bucks will be facing Rapongi Vice. Always a chance Rapongi Vice can beat them, Bucks. And Rocky Romero will be on the show today. I'll tell him no spoilers as well. I don't spoil it for anybody there. So that is the lineup for the Rampage show tonight. Should be a fun night of grappling. Don't forget, if you're in Seattle, Defy tomorrow night. Nick Wayne challenging for the interim Defy title held by Chris Daniels. I think they said something, I forget the exact uh, age difference, but it's like 35, 38 years or something like that between these two. So it's going to be tomorrow night for Defy. I'll be there. I presume Vinny and Craig will be there, but I actually don't have any idea. So, yeah. You know what's wild is I remember way back, I I would question why 16-year-olds were wrestling when Katsuhiko Nakajima, at the age of 16 years old, uh, faced Christopher Daniels in a match. And, uh, and there was a, a deal where he broke his arm. Obviously, it was an accident, but it, it's just it's wild to think about. That was a long time ago when Nakajima was 16, and now... All these years later, Christopher Daniels remains and maintains as being a a great worker and a great guy for the professional wrestling business going out there wrestling Nick Wayne, who's 16 years old. It's just what a wild – I mean, talk about a guy that could actually probably write one hell of a book. Christopher Daniels probably could because he went through so many eras and so many indies that were so important, all pro wrestling, ECWA, places like that that were so pivotal to how we got to where we are in wrestling today because that's all what influenced Ring of Honor and helped influence Ring of Honor and helped to influence a lot of things that came down the line where we're at right now. So just an amazing guy, he really is. So uh, Dynamite. We had that show a week ago with the CM Punk MGF match that did uh, sub one million, and you know it goes. Sky's falling. 
Well, actually, it's not. It was a one-week deal. Dynamite Wednesday, 1.129 million viewers on TBS, up 18.3% from last week. Best viewership for the show since February tw- or September 29 of last year. Featured the debut of Keith Lee, AW hyping in advance. A huge signing would be arriving. Episode also headlined by Hangman versus Lance Archer, the Texas death match. 18 to 49, 0.41, up 17.1% from the episode last week. Dynamite's third highest number since moving to TBS. First on cable, ahead of two NBA games on ESPN, Winter Olympic coverage on the USA Network, and a new episode of South Park on Comedy Central. Dynamite! Dynamite! Be two NBA games, Winter Olympic coverage on USA and South Park. You guys remember my prediction for this year? Where's my ring? Sometimes sometimes I forget to put it on. I don't wear it everywhere because it might get, uh, you know, scratched up. But anyway, it's going to be two of these. That's the way it's looking right now. Dynamite's biggest gains, males 12 to 34, males 18 to 49, up 28.6% and 20.8% respectively. Show actually had a huge drop of 43.8% with women 12 to 34. So uh, we'll have to find out what Olympic sport was going on that night. As compared to the same week in 2021, Dynamite up 52.4% in overall viewers, 41.4% in 18 to 49. And that's comparing when they went head-to-head with NXT. And then uh, got all the other information here. So granted, it's not a fair comparison because, uh, you know, NXT was on sci-fi. But, I mean, sci-fi is also a cable network. And uh, for those of you keeping track of the demo this week, it was uh, 0.41 versus 0.07. Yikes. Raw also did a 0.36 on sci-fi. So they were also beaten by Dynamite this week. But again, not a fair comparison since the show moved to sci-fi. And apparently a lot of uh, a lot of folks just couldn't find it. That's the way it worked out there. A lot of people like slap fighting online about everything and certainly about the ratings. But one thing that all of the WWE, the hardcore stand-up for WWE types, always forget about when they want to point fun and poke fun at AEW's ratings when they fall under a million or something like that. They're not competing exactly with WWE when it comes to overall numbers, a company that's been around since 1963 and in different incarnations before that and that family for decades before. They are, it's, are they doing what they need to do for themselves and how they compete with themselves year to year and week to week, month to month, and how they're performing for Turner Networks? And that's the bottom line. You know, when they, oh, they point out, oh, God, they fell under a million. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's how they're doing for Turner or Turner happy with them. And they're very, very happy with them. And, you know, when they people, again, want to point these things out, it's like you're you've been in the driver's seat for how long? (laughs) You know, you know, are you nobody ever talks about the atrophying when they talk about AEW's numbers of WWE's numbers over time. Things that we've been pointing out for years since the impact days of man they're making the same mistakes that you know and and just some of these fumbles that they've made and it's just crazy we hyper and i know this comes from the monday night years and all this stuff 
we go way too much with these ratings and I know it gets views and it gets attention and things like that. And people, like I said, they love to slap fight over this stuff, but it, it tends to be so incredibly ridiculous in the overall scheme of things because USA is happy. They're the only thing that USA has. The only thing they have is WWE. They have blown it with almost every show they've had for years now it's crazy how much that network has atrophied they used to be the number one network regardless of wwe look where they're at now you know it's pathetic fox is obviously happy and i know they're in a position to give or take but you know what fx fs1 you know if something happens with fox where they're not wanted on the main channel anymore they can still pull off a hell of a deal within that network and obviously turner is very happy with aew so I don't know. It, it tends to be really overdone talking about ratings from day to day and week to week. After a brief period of not being under contract, Tomatongas re-signed with New Japan. He'd been a free agent for a week. So he's back. Also in this week's New Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer wrote, T.J. Wilson still with the company. There had been some uh, discussion that he'd quit, but uh, he's actually taking time off to heal up his neck. And he is allegedly still on good terms with WWE. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Let's see what we got here. WWE's May pay-per-view has been officially confirmed. Backlash 2022 in May. It'll be May 8th, second straight year they've used WrestleMania Backlash as the name of the May pay-per-view. I hate this idea, by the way, but that's beside the point. WWE revealed its 2022 pay-per-view schedule last October. May 8th, date at the Dunkin' Donuts Center was included in the name, or the name of the show. Not What was that thing that that bloke was talking about, Nick Khan, about how, you know, we're announcing these dates in advance, and, bro, they used to, am I out of my mind? I seem no. to remember for years, I would know the full pay-per-view lineup, like a year in advance. Now it's like some sort of, of, like, oh, man, we're doing something new and innovative by telling you when the pay-per-views are going to be in 2022. 
I know I got like things around here, like from Xfinity and those mailers you used to get back in the day with like hyping up the pay-per-views with a whole lineup of, you know, when things were going to be, the cities they were going to be in. Well, sometimes not the cities they were going to be in. That would be listed somewhere else, but it's like... No, this is nothing new. But not I mean, only I that, guess... not only that, Mike. We not only had the dates, but we we knew what the shows were. This yeah. lineup here, they've got. It's like uh, uh, June fifth, pay per view at Allstate Arena. Oh, well, which one? Well, we don't know. Money in the Bank, October, TBA Saudi Arabia pay per view. No date or name. It's just going to be in October. Like I'm not sure how this is innovative and and what was he talking about? Like this is oh, gonna bother me. some new way one. to do things. Take Go show. find one. I'll take over here. So anyway, why don't I like WrestleMania Backlash? I'll be happy to tell you. Because that doesn't matter. Why am I even bothering? WrestleMania used to be like that's the big show of the year. You build all your feuds, you blow them off at WrestleMania. Well, do you guys remember what happened last year at WrestleMania? Um, I mean, he's, he's fired now, but uh, you guys remember it was uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt was the opener, I think, on like the first night of WrestleMania or something like that. Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt was going to win that match. And then the day of the show, Vince showed up and like he changed all of these matches. Randy Orton ends up just RKOing this guy and pinning him, even though they shot an angle a couple of weeks earlier where he hit an RKO and the Fiend didn't sell it. But Vince showed up and like all of these matches that had finishes, he just changed them all. So what it ended up with was, you know, a bunch of heels going over, unsatisfying endings. Why? Well, because the next pay-per-view is WrestleMania Backlash. And so WrestleMania is now no longer the show where you blow off all these feuds. Now it's like, well, we got to do some screwy finishes because now we blow off the feuds at Backlash, which is a month later. Which, again, it doesn't matter because no one's buying pay-per-views anymore. But it does, you know, for someone that always watched WrestleMania and that was like your big show of the year, it's not anymore. You know, your big shows of the year are these Saudi shows. What'd you find, Mike, in the no, filing cabinet? Well, it was going to take me too long to find any of that, but I did I did find the official 1994 uh, merchandise catalog. And at any point, did you ever want to get any doinkware? Because there's plenty of it here. Tom probably did. I didn't. See, nothing. I never wanted anything out of this. Doinkware. How about uh, how about Razor? Since you were a big fan, since you're since you're Chico, did you ever have any of this stuff? Any of this this wear here? Did you have the foam Razor Ramon razor blade? Bro, I never had. I never bought any merch except every now and then when I was a little younger. Me and my buddy Chris Kelly would go to live events and we'd each get a shirt. But no, I never bought anything out of that. Look how much Doink catalog. merch they had. There. I was busy Good making Lord. YWF merch. Oh my Kid god! Me. Look at that. The denim Doink outfit. Look at that. Yeah. I wonder who bought that. How much was that? No one bought it. Good Kid Lord. Me. Embroidered denim jacket, eighty nine ninety five. Jesus, eighty nine. And by the way, you know, Dave was uh, talking about the uh, per head and everything like that. And uh, he was talking about how the per head numbers have been, you know, very steady over the last two decades and everything like that. And uh, and I thought about it, and it's like, wait a second. They shouldn't be steady over 20 years. No, they shouldn't. (laughs) Wait a second. You should be making way more money in 2021 than you were making, you know, in 2000 on your merch because prices go up. So... If prices are always going up, which they are, but your per head is staying the same, you're actually selling less merch, right? 
Yeah. Is this not simple math? That per head number is always dicey anyway with how you could play something like that, depending on attendance and things like that. Can you imagine if that Lex Luger hat was a painter's hat and you could rock one of those with that shirt? Bro, we can't see amazing. anything when you – oh, there we go. Okay. What? We got it. What? It's it's just uh, not the – I mean, uh-huh. we're on the – It's on Friday, ra- bro. We're on radio. So? No one knows what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about this 1994 merchandise guide from WWF here. That's what I'm talking about. The gym bag, the 1993 fan club cassette. Enjoy listening to all of the following World Wrestling Federation superstars theme music on one cassette. Not pictured. 395. The Undertaker, Hitman Heart, The Natural Disasters. They had a theme. The Natural Disasters had a theme. Shawn Michaels, Papa Shango, and Tatanka, which was just that shrill sound over and over again. Okay. Kind of like you. Let's let's go through some of these uh text messages here kyle o'reilly was on renee paquette's podcast and he noted how wwe's recent mentality switch drove him to leave nxt and join aew he said quote we don't want pro wrestlers was something that i heard and it was like all right but i am a pro wrestler and i want to be a pro wrestler still so i want to go where i can be a pro wrestler so he left talked about this on the brian and Vinny show yesterday but uh they're doing these uh, NXT women's tryouts, uh, I think, over the last several days. And uh, I talked about this months ago. Now, apparently, it's a story. They don't want wrestlers anymore. They don't want any indie workers. They want they want just, you know, well, she played volleyball. She did fitness contests. She's really pretty. Because their mentality, which is the mentality of people with giant egos, is we can make anybody a pro wrestler we can make anybody a wwe wrestler oh that that uh you know that girl right there works at starbucks really cute we can make her a wrestler oh she never watched wrestling Eh, we can make her a wrestler so that's the mentality and they had a they had a few indie workers uh including if i recall correctly roxy was there who was the roh women's champion who absolutely should be signed somewhere but most of them were not workers and uh, they want even less workers at the next set of tryouts because they don't want indie workers anymore. They don't want indie workers trying out. They want they want to create all of them from scratch, from their idea of what a pro wrestler should look like. You know, if you're a woman, pretty, athletic, you know the gimmick. Guys, tall, big muscles, uh, you know. Just be young in both so anyway, cases. Be under 25. The point of all of this point of all of this is uh apparently these tryouts were just something else like it turns out this wrestling thing isn't easy especially when you never watched wrestling so of course because it's wwe like there's there's you know internally like a a great deal of frustration because this is just hopeless but no one can say anything because that's like the new decree this is what we want take these good-looking people and make them wrestlers, damn it! I predict, I should have done this for the prediction contest. Then maybe this will be my prediction from next year. But, you know, as I told all of the indie workers listening right now that may want to be a WWE superstar someday, just keep doing your indies. Because I guarantee, I guarantee that within the next year or two, all of a sudden they're looking for every good indie worker that they can find. Because. That's just the way 
the big circle of Vince McMahon insanity. That's the way it rolls. So right now they don't want you, but trust me, they're going to want you sooner rather than later would be my guess. They'll go back to it. They'll dip their toe in. They won't go back into it full force, but then they'll start. They'll justify in their own WWE you know, brains why they're, they're going to take somebody off the indies, even though they made that decree, you know. It's going to happen. It's going to have to happen. You know, Tiffany Stratton looks like a star. You know, hopefully she can get the wrestling thing down and be okay. You know, Ivy Nile looks like a star. I don't know because of her height. I don't even know if she can talk because she hasn't even had the ability to do that. But, like, okay, you get a couple people like that, but you're only going to be able to develop so many of them that are going to be functional on that main roster. And, again, it's sooner or later you're going to have to go and pull some people, you know, off the indies or from the past and try to bring them back, I guess. That's the only other thing you could do. Try to, you know, get Beth out for a short stint. Utilize Lita for X amount of months down there. I mean, that's the only other thing you could do besides going to the indies, which, again, they're going to have to do on both sides of that roster, both men and women, just because it's not sustainable doing it in the way that they're doing it. And and to me, making... Again, you still got to wrestle matches. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, all of these guys can wrestle. You have a bunch of people that can wrestle on that roster. At some point, these people are going to supposedly take those people's places, and they're going to have to get good somehow. Bro. And it's it's too it's almost impossible for them to be able to do it in the amount of time they're going to need for these people to actually be at this, that level. This geek doesn't know what he wants. He just doesn't. I mean, all he wants are non-wrestlers to become wrestlers. And if you look at the Vengeance Day card, there ain't one match with the blind leading the blind. Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes. Toxic Attraction facing Indian Persia. Pete Dunne facing Tony D'Angelo. Santos Escobar facing Braun Breaker. MSK facing the Cree Brothers. All folks that came off the Indies. Back in a moment, Observer Live. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. Mike Subravivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Rocky Romero joining us here today. Our good buddy, Rocky. It's good to be back. Yeah. How you, how you feeling? That's the most important question. Forget all this well, wrestling stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, I, I, I did get um, BTE triggered uh, just the other day on Wednesday night. But other than that, feeling good. I was actually asking about COVID. Oh, 
COVID, great. 100% back. <laughs> That's my big concern. <laughs> I would say Jay White may be the COVID of the wrestling world, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, you got BTE triggered. Is that the inside term for COVID nowadays? You got BTE triggered? Same thing. Golly. Same, same, same. No, no, COVID, COVID, uh, you know, thankfully, it was really mild for me. And, um, you know, I had, like, a sore throat and a uh, runny nose pretty much for, like, three days. And, um but yeah, that's about it. And then made a made a great comeback. So thank thankfully it was really mild. Yeah. Excellent, excellent news. Was that the first time that you got it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So I was lucky. I was definitely super lucky. I mean, they they they've done all, especially New Japan has done all of the uh, COVID protocols and everything like that. But uh, I mean, that hasn't stopped people from getting it. And of uh, you you yeah. made it like what two years? Basically made yeah. it two years before it finally got you, which I think <laughs> I is like a lot of people, this last wave. Yeah, this last wave like got a lot of people that didn't get it the, the first time, for sure. For sure. A lot of people that I talked to and friends and stuff uh, definitely got it this time. But thankfully, for the most part, everybody I know has really gotten mild on the second wave. So that that's the good news. Did so, you miss any time or any bookings or anything like that for Because I know with this last time around, there were people that missed, you know, substantial time and in some cases, you know, relatively important bookings. Right. Well, we had uh, we had uh, Young Bucks versus Rapungi Vice uh, was announced. And, I, you know, I was at Dynamite on Wednesday. We did. We cut a promo for the uh, for the match. Thursday, I ended up uh, testing positive. Oh, sorry. Friday morning, I ended up po- po- testing positive for COVID. So we they immediately canceled the, uh, the match and then Trent, uh, they announced Trent versus, uh, Nick Jackson in its place. So finally going to have the rematch tonight on rampage. That's right. With Jay white, this Jay white bloke getting involved, lurking, yeah, Jay lurking. lurking around. Yeah. I was happy to finally see him make an appearance on dynamite because like it's impossible to watch strong and not presume that he's going to be there at some point. Cause all he does is talk about his, uh, you, you know, US of J open challenge, and he mentions AEW every single time. Although apparently right. this was like a last minute deal. That's what Tony said. Yeah, that's what I heard too. That's what I heard as well. So yeah, last minute deal. But I guess like well, you know, Tony was talking about the Forbidden Door. He obviously had a, a huge surprise in Keith Lee on Wednesday. But uh, I thought that was cool to have you know double it up and have a huge surprise like Jay thrown in there as well, and like really represent the the whole Forbidden Door uh, storyline. So how does it work when when he wants to use somebody? I mean, does he does he talk to you? Does he talk to Ghetto? Does he talk to everybody? You uh, seem like you're the man around here, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of talks to he kind of talks to everybody. Uh, you know, like like I'll help out. You know, getting everybody in touch if if need be. But uh, for the most part, you know, he's talking directly to the office. Yeah. So we had uh, New Japan Strong the last couple of weeks has been uh, footage from the Seattle show, which I went to, and boy, that show was awesome. I mean, every single match on that show was great, and uh, the last two weeks of Strong have uh, featured matches from that show. So if you guys aren't watching Strong, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, you should at least for sure watch the last two episodes because the matches have all been great. I mean, how much of that show did you get to watch live because obviously you've got a lot of stuff yeah. in the back and you're doing a match as well. How much did you see? And, like, did you know at the time that, oh, my God, this show's, like, awesome? I figured, like, I mean, obviously the venue is great. And, and having Defy kind of help us, uh, you know, with the venue and, and, and setting everything up. And, and they were, they're just awesome. So shout out to Defy. Uh, you know, I, I knew it was going to be just an, a killer show. I thought the matches were all, you know, all the matchups were great. 
Um, but obviously just the energy of that, of that arena, you know, and that, and that venue is just awesome. So, uh, you know, and, and I felt, I felt like the new Japan crew, you know, definitely brought it. I watched a couple of matches live. What I see? Like I saw, I saw Clark and TJ, which just aired last week, which was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. If not my favorite match of the night, Gabe Kidd versus, uh, Fred Rosser is, is probably up there as well. I watched the whole thing of that. Um, but yeah, uh, what else did I see? I didn't see Tom versus um, Taylor Rust, but uh, yeah, the whole night was just. Kill- oh, you know what I saw too? Cody Chen versus um, Hikaleo was was really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, everything I, was good. Yeah, everything on that show. I mean, I was just uh, you know, I, I, I and I was the San Jose show as well. So I'm not just saying this because you're here. The Seattle show was way better than San Jose. Although I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed the San Jose show. But, uh, you know, I just thought every single match on that show was great. So the next uh, the next big taping coming up is uh, February 17th. So we're about a week away, a little less than a week away. This will be in uh, Hollywood, California at the Vermont Hollywood, which is uh, right in the middle of Los Angeles. And uh, a ton of matches there scheduled for the taping. So tell us a little bit about uh, about this show. Yeah, uh, obviously, like we talked about earlier, Jay White, uh, you know, the U.S. of Jay Open Challenge. So, I mean, now that he's uh, he's stepped foot into AEW, you know, will it be somebody from AEW? Will it be somebody from Impact? Will it be, you know, one of these freelancers, you know, coming from WWE? We'll find out, but I'm sure it's a huge surprise. We've got Finjuice versus Jonah and Bad Dude Tito. Uh, the rematch that you saw from, um, from Seattle. Uh, Gabe Kidd versus Christopher Daniels. Ren Narita versus Buddy Matthews. Myself, Rocky Romero against Black Tiger. We got Yuya Uemura versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, Kevin Blackwood makes his debut against Arya Davari and, uh, and, and a ton. There's like 12 matches. Brogan so. Finley is on the show. Brogan Finley's on the show. Yes, yeah. Brogan Finley. What can you tell us about him? Besides I the mean, obvious. You know, son of Fit. You know, he's kin of Fit and he uh, brother of, uh, of David Finley. And uh, he's he's only like I think a year and a half, maybe two years into it. I mean, he basically got started like right when the pandemic started going. So yeah, two years in or so, has a really bright future. We saw like a little bit of him. I think he was booked in Dallas, and he was like throwing these forearms and heavy shots against the other young lions. So I don't know. I think he's got a bright future, and it, it's kind of cool to see him show up here on on strong again. And uh, he's got a huge match against TJP. And, uh, you know, TJP's been lighting it up as well, so we'll see how uh, how he fares. What can you tell the people about Kevin Blackwood, whose star's kind of been on the rise? You know, last year was a great year for people like Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty. A lot of guys who really kind of you know, been around for a while and broke out, really elevated, stepped up, got a lot more shine. Looks like this year may be a year that Kevin Blackwood could be one of those guys making his debut against Davari here. What can you kind of tell people about him and, and his uh, coming into the New Japan fold? Yeah, Blackwood, you know, is a guy that, uh, you know, has been definitely making waves. You know, and PWG wrestled Daniel Garcia, and uh, people were raving about that match. Uh, He's he's a Buffalo guy, just like Garcia. So I think we're about to see, you know, maybe, you know, a huge platform, like obviously like PWG, huge platform like New Japan Pro Wrestling, I think is just probably what he needs to kind of really break out even more into, you know, the, the wrestling mainstream. So We'll see um, how he does in, in L.A., but I, I have high hopes for him. 
and uh, I'm excited to have him. I think he's a really, really great wrestler, and he, obviously his style, striking submissions, that fits New Japan strong perfectly to a T. Uh, so I, I, it's cool to have his kind of, you know, different kind of flavor. I like I like his look. I like the uh, the music that he comes out to. I think he's a little different, and I think he'll shine. I should have counted while you guys were talking, but it looks like there's about uh, 30 wrestlers on this show, uh, maybe even more. And uh, what is, how is it going in terms of like people under contract uh, with New Japan? Like, is there a separate, I mean, Tom has never done one show for New Japan in, uh, in Japan. I can't, I don't think he's done any of them. So is is he? Are there specific content, uh, contracts just for New Japan Strong? Like Tom didn't tell me anything. Did he sign right. like a New Japan Strong <laughs> contract, or is he under contract with New Japan? Yeah, well, we yeah, there, there's a couple different types of deals now. Um, you know, there's obviously like the you know straight contracted you know guys like contracted like with Japan. And then there's there's like a, a new contract that we just kind of introduced during the pandemic where it's a, a New Japan Strong or a New Japan of America. New contract. Japan USA. Yeah, USA yep. contract. So uh, so yeah, so like the, some of the uh, the strong talent, uh, especially you know guys that have been um, you know well received and well pushed, I guess you could say, are, are guys that um, that are under those deals. So uh, uh, Taylor Rust, for example, mm-hmm. uh, he was all over the show, and then all of a sudden one day I'm watching NXT, and there he is. And then, right. you know, when he was gone, he was back on the show. So he had been, like, kind of a regular. So do you do you have, like, a mix of uh, contracted New Japan USA guys, guys who are working regular but don't have a contract, and well, then obviously guys from elsewhere that are uh, somewhat regularly doing shows? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, yeah. There's freelancers, there's complete regular contract, and there's also, you know, New Japan of America contract, yeah. Now, what about this bad dude, Tito? He should be signed to a very lucrative contract, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, dude, bad dude, Tito. Dude, I love this guy. Bad dude. <laughs> He's, He's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I'd only yeah. ever seen him in uh, Bloodsport. Right, so, right. so when I mean, I saw the lineup for Seattle, and it was Jonah teaming with bad dude, Tito, against Finley and Robinson. I was, like, I was like irrationally excited. But I'd never actually seen him do a wrestling match. And then he got in there, and he was really good. He's great. So He's great. I was very impressed with him. Yeah, what's been cool, Brian, is like you know, there's a lot of like uh, undiscovered talent, like not only you know from California around you know the West Coast and stuff that that we've been kind of been able to to look at, and um, you know, a lot of the guys uh, that that are a part of Strong were all you know came out of of you know the uh, the dojo tryouts that we did. Or the um, the stuff the seminars with uh, with Shibata and stuff like that. So a lot of the talent came out of there, and you know, so like people who who are interested, you know, like you know, like in New Japan, you know, it's not like we're we're doing them just to do, you know, just to do it, you know, like we're we're looking for talent. We're always consistently looking for talent. So if if you do see an opportunity where there is like something that's happening at the dojo, whether it be a tryout or whether it be, you know, a seminar or whatever. I, you know, I, I tell people to, to take full advantage of it because those are the people who end up on, on strong, you know? Well, you need to have a whole lot of talent with as many shows as you guys are running now. I mean, coming back to Chicago on April 16th, you announced the right. Lone Star. I, I want to mess it up. The Lone Star shootout in Dallas, but running on uh WrestleMania weekend, you know, that one's very interesting to me because it is a 
obviously it is a competitive weekend. It's a fun weekend for workers because they make a lot of money, work a lot of shows, see a lot of people maybe that they can't get up with at, at times during the year. But I, I would assume for, you know, people that are in charge, people trying to put this thing together, it can be it can be very stressful. And it's a big probably undertaking to make sure that you carve your attention out when everybody else is trying to. Um, what is that going to be like for you kind of going into that? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, like you said, that that's a huge weekend. Uh, we're April 1st, I believe, 5 p.m. at uh, at the WrestleCon Arena. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, we're, we're definitely, you know, planning on some some big matches. They've already announced Tomura Ishii will be there. Obviously, Jay White will be there, Finn Juice. Um, I, I heard, and this might be an exclusive, but I heard that Minoru Suzuki might even what so that, yeah that's a, obviously wow. a huge name added yeah so you know um there is a you know there is a full you know it's it's tough because obviously japan is running full-time so trying to run the stuff with america that was kind of the whole blossoming of of new japan strong was to use you know uh u.s talent uh as much as we could and kind of letting that be the focus but presented as you know the same way as as you know you're not going to get like a bunch of bs like you would you know maybe in some u.s uh promotions but you sure. get like sure like well, hold, real- hold that thought one second sorry we gotta head to a break back in a moment observer live back in the show brian alvarez here wrestling observer live mike sempervivi rocky romero here new japan strong taping february 17 at 2022 hollywood california the vermont hollywood 1020 North Vermont Avenue, Los Angeles, California. Uh, lots of information up at njpw1972.com. Rocky's Twitter as well. A 10-man elimination match is uh, the scheduled main event here, which I think I know how I booked that one, but I'm not booking it. So <laughs> It's going to be awesome. Yeah, next Thursday. We're also going to be uh, March 20th. We're in St. Petersburg, Florida. For New Japan Strong, uh, April 1st, WrestleCon, uh, WrestleMania Weekend in Dallas. Uh, April 16th, Chicago, Windy City Riot. It's going to be an iPay-Per-View. It'll be on Fight and NJPW World. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be sick. Got a lot of stuff going on with New Japan Strong. So just want to grow the brand even more and get in front of more people. And New Japan Strong airs every Saturday night, njpwworld.com. And uh, I encourage you to uh, go up and watch the last two shows. They were matches from the taping up here in Seattle. And uh, I am not kidding. If if you are in Los Angeles and you have the ability to go to the show, you should go. Because if it's half as good as the Seattle show, it's going to be the best show of the week that you watch. So uh, yeah, head out there and check that out. Rocky, your own uh, Twitter real quick. Uh, at A-Z-U-C-A-R-R-O-C on Twitter and Instagram. Check me out. Uh, I'm always reposting New Japan stuff, so uh, definitely check it out. And then tonight, AEW Rampage on TNT, Rapungi Vice Reunion against the Young Bucks. It's going to be sick. That's right. Check that out. Rampage tonight. And Rocky, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today. Best of luck with this next taping and everything else. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.